Hello, this is Andrew Clayton, and welcome to the 8020 with Pareto Health. Special episode this week as we come to you from the Bahamas in honor of Contrarian Re's 10th anniversary. Contrarian Re is our oldest captive and our really our flagship captive that helped us start the entire Pareto Health initiative. We recorded the session live at the members' meetings, and so you're going to hear some live background noises, and we think of it as a special dose of authenticity. A special day, so joined by special guest host Jack Longstreth, as well as Contrarian Re members Susan Lutz, Laura Williams, and Santina Daly. We appreciate everyone joining us. Would you uh, do the honor, Jack, of introducing our guests? Yeah, no, I'll turn it over to you guys. So please, um, name, company, uh, maybe industry, and how long you've been a member of the captive. Why don't we start there? Thanks, Jack. Great introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Suzanne Lutz. I am the director of human resources at a company in Lancaster, New York, a suburb of Buffalo, sunny Buffalo. And we've been in Pareto for five months, but have... Uh, previous experience in a different captive for five years previous to that. Um, our industry is seals and gaskets. It's not glamorous, but everybody needs us. I'm happy to be here, and we'll talk more in a little bit. So what's that expression they say? Drop the zero, get with the hero? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I'm Laura Williams. I'm the executive director of the ARC Ocean County Chapter located in... Uh, Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, the ARC provides services to people with developmental disabilities and their families. Um, been part of the captive uh, going on three years now, so excited to be here this morning. I'm Santina Daly, the Director of Human Resources at Chamberlain Herdlicka. It's a law firm in Houston, Texas, so I manage lawyers. Definitely need to be in the Bahamas. Um, <laughs> um, been with the captive for four and a half years. So each of you have a different story. So um, one of you came from a different captive, one of you came from fully insured, and one of you came from the consortium type model. Um, why don't we just start with why? Why did you join? Why I joined? Um, first of all, having experience in the fully insured world, I knew that that was not what I wanted to continue in. Having those renewal meetings every year, I mean, you thought it was a good thing if you only got a 10% increase. And I said, there's got to be a better way. Heard about a captive, was in another captive program, which I believe we were successful in. But the thing that brought me to Pareto was the emphasis on cost containment and things that, that not everything's a la carte. These are things that are built into the program. You do have some options to choose, but I am super excited about how we can continue to provide excellent first-class healthcare while containing our costs. So the big thing for me is how am I gonna get our employees engaged in doing all of that? But I'm, I'm very excited about what we can do with Pareto. Well, we were in the fully insured model for a long time and we go through the renewal nightmare of trying to figure it out trying to go and I remember saying every year I'd say bring me something different every everything you're bringing me is my broker is a tweak to the plan well we all know what tweak to the plan was is make the benefits worse for your employees and it just got worse and worse and worse as the years go by and fortunately we had great um, we have a great consultant relationship with Campbell Petrie who does a great job for us 
and they really dragged us, kind of kicking and screaming, <laughs> into the captive, uh, slowly and uh, methodically convincing us this was the way to go, and, and we've seen really, really good results so far. So we were um, in the fully insured world, and we knew we wanted to go self-insured, so we joined the consortium uh, with the same brokers, um, but nothing really changed. Every year, renewal would come, it would be too late to make any changes, it would be a 25% renewal every year. It was very frustrating, and then everyone's looking at me like, why are you not doing your job? And so um, we had one of our partners uh, brought Snellings Walters in and they said, you really gotta listen to this idea. And at first I was not on board with switching to just another broker, here we go again, but it was something different. Um, and since we've joined, we've had 0% renewals for four years. We've saved over $4 million. It's been amazing. And the relationship is totally different than just another broker that you know, doesn't, they're not accountable. Um, so it's been amazing. So Suzanne, you, you touched on it a little bit of, of cost containment. Um, you know, a big part of these, obviously these member meetings are learning about what other members are doing to manage their claims. Uh, one of the, what are the things you are excited about, uh, from a cost containment perspective? Um, I'm excited about using the KISS card. We, also, we already have some employees taking advantage of that. Um, also, on, even on the pharmacy side, working with Smith RX to really, I mean, that's what's going to kill us are the specialty, are the specialty uh, medications. Um, but I I'm, I'm really feel confident in what they'll do to help us um, save wherever we can. Um, the other thing that I'm excited about, we don't even have it yet, is quantum health. Because part of the education with employees is it's difficult for them to navigate. Do I call KISS card? Is it healthcare blue book? What, what is it that I do? But now rolling everything up into quantum and have a concierge service. One number. You call one number and they will help the employee whatever avenue they need to go. I'm excited about cancer care. God forbid, but if we need it, it's there. Nothing more important than someone getting a devastating diagnosis. What do we do? You can't even think straight when that happens to you. But to have someone to hold your hand through that process, to me, is can be life-saving. I think it's critically important. We have so much of the industry is set up, and, and Laurie hit on it earlier, where solutions are how we push more ownership, both financial and responsibility, mm -hmm. onto the employees. And that's just a, simply a barrier to entry, right? We need to make it easier for them to access care. Healthcare can be a foreign language to, to almost everyone, right? And so ability to get them to the right point of care with the right guidance, the right coaching is critically important to both, I think, the success of your health plan, but also it's a cultural impact. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you guys all have very three different workforces, right? Um, so they come with their unique challenges. What are some of the areas that you're finding success in communication with your employees and, and getting them to understand it's a, hopefully it's a we issue as opposed to a us versus them issue. You know, when you make a change like this, this is a pretty radical change. And as I've heard people talking about um, concerns as it's either even moving into the captive of the disruption to the, the member experience. And what we found is our members were just as hard as we were of 
oh, we're going to see increases in copays. We're going to see all those little changes that we did to the plan, or, or we're going to change your provider, or whatever it was going to be. Um, but our staff, once they realized that we were really committed to providing the best possible care, we've improved. Since we moved over, we've improved our benefits two years in a row. So we've tweaked our plan the other way to actually give back benefits to employees, and that's been a real win. Yes, we do expect them to do, do a little more work on their end with the specialty drugs and, and working with uh, Magellan and Payer Matrix to try to manage those costs, but we haven't had any resistance. People, as long as they knew we were trying to make it better, they knew how stressful the renewal process was, um, just in general for administratively for HR and finance, and but the recognition that we were making the plan better and more sustainable for the long term for employees was really kind of an easy message once we got through that message. Santina, you you've had fantastic savings um, since you joined. Um, you're a law firm, um, and so you you have your unique challenges. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you've done from cost containment uh, on that side? So we um, implemented high deductible health plans and gave a bunch of money for their HSA, which really drove people to those options. And then um, we put in HealthJoy, so they have everything in one place. Um, they have price um, transparency for medications and for like MRIs and things like that. But really it's just been like education on how, you know, these, these are their dollars coming out of their pocket. And so, you know, you shop around for TVs and everything else. Why not shop around for an MRI? Why pay 3000 when you could pay 400 you know? So we're in the Bahamas. Uh, we're at the members meeting. Can you talk a little bit about the members meeting? How has it been valuable, valuable to you? Uh, and what do you look forward to? For me, it's been the... First of all, the slide presentations and getting filling in the blanks. You know, there's a lot to learn when you're in a captive. Um, for me, it's getting used to a, a new program. Um, but I've really enjoyed the roundtables where we discuss with other folks from different parts of the country what they're doing, what's working for them, how are we tackling not only healthcare but other but other for me HR related things. So it's been really beneficial. It's nice to put. Um, face to a name and know the players in the company and just make sure that I know everything that's available to me and what are the best things for our organization. So it's been very helpful in that respect. I think learning from other captive members, hearing the success stories of other captives, I, I find uh, it comforting when I meet people who've been in the captive for a long time. Um, part of the insecurity of making the decision to go here. Is it something new? Not a lot of people around you are doing it. So to be able to talk to people one-on-one -on -one and hear their experiences, hear uh, the successes and the challenges that people face and really have the opportunity to uh, be committed to that this is a really good thing for a lot of us. When you see the success people are having, you're like, okay, I'm in the right place for the first time regarding health benefits uh, that we've ever been in. So, and you see that at the captive. You see that everybody is, to have a group of this many people that aren't bemoaning something about being part of a membership group like this, it's really great. You know, you're not hearing people bad mouth, uh, Magellan is the worst, or my, my consultant is terrible. You know, there's a real genuine uh, 
support within the membership that really comes out at the membership meeting. It's the, great to be here. Their broker might be tell, terrible, but their consultant's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the members meeting. I always get new ideas. Um, we're considering moving from Magellan to Smith RX, so went to that meeting yesterday and just trying to figure out if that's going to be a good move. But um, as my colleagues have said, really the networking is, is where you, you really find value, you know, just finding out what other people are doing and going, could I do that at my, at my um, firm or um, business? I'll give you an either or question. And Laura, I think to your point, that not every step we take is going to be perfect. There are going to be some, some stumbles along the way. Um, and part of being able to share with other employers is, where you can learn from others' missteps, right? All, all that's great. Um, we also like to challenge the community and, the, and they do a great job of accepting it, which is, okay, I'm in a place today, but I need to plan for tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Um, so do you have a misstep that you've really learned from that was beneficial in hindsight or was just a simple misstep? Um, or do you have something where you're looking at, looking forward to doing in the next couple of years? Might not be the right time now, but you're excited about potentially exploring it a couple of years from now. So I budgeted my maximum aggregate, which which has probably been my biggest mistake. <laughs> I think as I go, but I was convinced all this time that you know that was going to be my worst case, and you just get planning for it. So I think we're going to be able to take some of those um, resources and, and look at other. Um, places to support our plan or, or follow through with our plan. I think it's just, it's the realization that it's going to be continuous looking at opportunities to cut costs to and en enhance benefits for the people we employ and make sure that our guys are, are healthy, um, doing some proactive medical stuff with our team, trying to get those um, thoughtful use of the medical plan is I think what we're looking to do that we haven't always done. Um, but it really is just opening our eyes. I just think you're, you, you spend so much time, this is the way it is, this is the way it is. It's really just opening your mind to trying to do something different and, and trying to figure out a different way to manage this, this albatross of cost that healthcare is for us. So Laura, I'll, I'll go to you again. You started uh, with Blue Cross Blue Shield as the TPA, and since then you've moved to Allied. Um, can you talk a little bit about that transition? Oh my gosh, it's been like night and day. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny that uh, part you make the decision when you talk about the what did what I, I should have moved to Allied as soon as we moved into the captive because the transparency that we get from Allied in terms of claim data and information is uh, there's no comparison. The, the, the timeliness of the data, the ability to analyze the data to really be able to see where our uh, pressure points are in terms of trying to figure out what our potential exposure is, getting in front of some of those things quicker um, has really helped. And the, uh, the experience for our employees has been pretty seamless. And that's, in New Jersey, Blue Cross and Blue Shield is it. You know, that's, the, they really control the market. Um, so our ability to get out of that and convince our employees to move to Allied and have a really robust network was really a positive, positive thing for us. Culture is a big part of, of what we're trying to help support uh, and the culture of the employer-employee relationship. 
What 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 have you guys been able to take advantage of, or or what are you using from a messaging standpoint to try to continue to bring them into the into the fold? I think it's just communication. You just have to send things out to them often and on different topics. So you know you can't do everything at open enrollment because it's information overload. And I've learned that they maybe remembered one thing after they left that meeting. So um, we have check-ins with employees. They know that our um, office is always open if they have benefit questions. We spend considerable amount of time when we're bringing in a new employee so that they have time at the time of hire and then when they're eligible for their benefits. Um, I send out any kind of flyers. Maritain has just flooded us with all kinds of flyers that we can send out at different times. And I think it's just always bringing it front and center, not to the point where we're annoying anybody. But once a month, you send out something in an email blast, you put a poster up, we have things on the TV screens. And um, I think it's just a constant communication and, and it's really helped us. And there was a couple other things that I was thinking of when, with your first question about what's been great, if you don't mind, for the move to Pareto. And, and one of them is just around the design of the captive. My previous experiences, it was really, really difficult to manage. There was another layer involved. And getting the reporting, you just really didn't know which end was up. And quite honestly, this is very buttoned up. It's kind of my term for it, is that we have our deductible layer and then stop loss. I don't have all kinds of... Um, calculations and all kinds of reports for, for the other layers. So that's been, that's been really helpful to me in trying to manage the plan. Our implementation into Pareto was excellent. I have absolutely no complaints about that at all. And I think this feedback is important. The team that we worked with at Maritain was awesome. Talked to Smith RX. We knew all of the players before we even went live. And the reporting, I can actually log on to Maritain and see my own reports. <laughs> I don't have to wait, you know. So I really, having had the experience I did, I really appreciate that everything is front and center for me and that I have the ability to look at all of my data so that we can design our wellness programs around those things that I'm getting feedback on in short order. So I, I know I went off. No, that's great. Right? Right? <laughs> So, Laura, I'll, I'll turn it over to you again, uh, if you don't mind, just on the, the um, Rx side. Um, since you've moved from Blue Cross, I know you've implemented some innovative programs. Can you talk a little bit about the Rx side of things and how you've saved money? So uh, that was our most success, biggest success, I think, is moving to um, Magellan and using Payer Matrix, which has really helped us. Um, with our specialty drug costs, we had a number of employees on some really high-cost specialty drugs. It was the thing um, Campbell Petrie kept pointing to when, when we look at the renewal process and trying to figure it out. If, if we could just attack this one thing, we could save money. We could definitely save money in this one area. And they've been great. It's just been... When we rolled it out, you, you get nervous about employees having to go without medication. It's going to take a little bit longer. Um, but their ability and willingness to really work with the employee to try to get them their medication. We've had success and nobody's been denied a medication that they needed. Um, they, we've been able to work through all of the issues 
and the savings has been significant for our plan. Santina, I'll turn it over to you as well. You know, law firm, lawyers, you know, RX side is a, is a huge expense. Uh, can you talk what you've done on that side of things? We're not generalizing. Just... <laughs> um, I mean, we had Magellan and they have a lot of cost containment built into them as well. Um, we've had some challenges in that area, but our spend is really pretty low. It's, it's under, tw it's around 20%. So it hasn't been too terrible. So the, the best sales force we have are you, uh, the members, because that obviously is so much more powerful hearing it from members than it is from us. Um, and so you have people that are on the fence saying, why should I join the captive? What would you say to them? What I say to them is that when you're fully insured, none of those companies are going to tell you you're getting a refund because you had a really good year, okay? Why wouldn't you not do that? You know, mostly it's the fear of the unknown or the, or the president of the company, whoever it is, they're stuck in their ways, they just don't want to do it. And in this particular case, you're insulated. Why wouldn't you try it? I mean, there's so many things that you can do. And I would just, I share with that, I do, I have like three people that I know that would be perfect for this. And I just share with them, this is how it is for me. This is what we've saved. And the best part of it is, if you're managing your costs and you're using those cost containment strategies, the money never leaves the building. You know, you, you pay for the claims, but if people, if you're running your claims good and you're using those cost containments, to your point, you don't have to book your total aggregate. You can take a percentage of that. So um, I just have to sell them on how it's worked mm -hmm. for us. Laura, Santina? I think a lot of people are worried about the cost. And, you know, to her point, there is a, you know, a deductible stop. So... You're protected in that way. Um, it's it's um, it's night and day. You have more more information at your fingertips. Um, you can control what you're doing. When you're fully insured, you have no control. You can't carve out a medication. You can't override something. You can't see your data real time. You can't you know manage your costs. But you can do all of that when you're in the captive. I think I just, now that we're out of the fully insured model, I, it's hard for me to understand, and I can understand the frustration being a consultant trying to, trying to convince us to do it, because it, it, it really is, it's night and day, it's the experience is different, you know, I don't, not to belabor the points, but access to information, control, you know, what sold me, I think, was uh, the, the immediate savings that we could do, we had a terrible renewal, um, we were getting it in our fully written shirt was terrible. And I think that helped push me over the edge to the next one. Um, but, but it's the idea that when you have a great year fully insured, it's a flat renewal and that's a great year, but you're, they're going to, it's going to catch up because one of those years are going to have a terrible year and that 0% doesn't cover the 30% increase or the 27% increase that you're seeing. And just to have that control, um, makes all the difference for, for an employer like mine. We, we employ low-income uh, caretakers. Uh, they don't make a lot of money. Single parents uh, who need, need our coverage. 
we want to be able to offer the best benefit package possible. And I have a lot of uh, like-minded, there's, there's an arc in every county in New Jersey, and there's 700 in the, in the nation. So we all are like-minded. We're facing those same challenges. So I really have been trying to push um, those of us who haven't made the move to, whether it's Pareto, hopefully it's Pareto, um, to really look at insurance differently as a, as a different model to get, get out of this fully insured, making money for the Blue Cross Blue Shields of the world. Yeah, they're doing okay. They don't yeah. need anybody else to look out for them. <laughs> so a couple of, of uh, maybe quicker hitting questions. Um, you're in the Bahamas and member meeting content aside, meaning outside of the four walls, what's one of your favorite things that you've done or, or looking forward to doing here? You mean besides lemon drops with Jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, post lemon drops with Jack, yeah. It was just fun. Everything was fun. The meals were great with everyone. Um, enjoyed last night. Um, did the lazy river. Loved being on the beach. All of it. Awesome. All of it. They say it's better in the Bahamas, right? So we, <laughs> <laughs> we took full advantage of uh, everything that this uh, meeting has offered in terms of uh, fun in the sun, for sure. Yeah, I've enjoyed just the downtime. And, you know, we went on the catamaran yesterday, watched... Billy hit it big on the blackjack table, so it's been fun. So speaking of speaking of Billy, and we've mentioned or we mentioned and discussed your consultants a couple of times, and, and you guys know our and especially my um, viewpoint of a broker versus a consultant. If you could describe your broker in a word or two, uh, what would you say? And understanding it's in the morning, so Irish flu might be eligible, but what else would you say? Chandra understands our business. I can't say one word. She understands our business. She understands our needs. And full disclosure, she presented Pareto to us when you when you're brand new. And I opted not to because I because I had another thing going at the time. But um, I never want to have to do that again. I mean, this, we shed the tears during that parting uh, of ways, but we're back in the saddle again. And uh, she persevered. Pareto has grown. It's a whole different company, great company. The growth is outstanding. It's just outstanding. And to me, that's a testament to you doing something right. So um, I, I, I appreciate she's there every step of the way, and um, I, I appreciate her. And I, and I think of a large part of our growth um, is members like yourselves who are invested and committed and and committed not only to your path, but the community. Um, but I think it's also our commitment to working with consultant partners and mm -hmm. not with brokers. Right. Um, tenacious would be my word. These guys uh, were so um, tenacious. Adam will tell you it took them four years to get a meeting with us. I, 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 I don't believe that, but uh, we... Uh, you know, the, <laughs> he, uh, he, Adam forgets how many calls you get from uh, brokers to try to get your business around renewal time. But um, they offered us a, a, a different way to do things and, and explained it and helped us go as slowly as we felt we needed to in the beginning. And now I feel like we're on a trajectory to really do some great things for our health benefits. So their willingness to go at our pace has been tremendous. Adam and Dan, uh, I can't say enough good things about these, those guys. They've really helped us 
and um, really feel lucky to have them in our corner. Um, Billy and Tara and the whole Snowings Walters team, I mean, they have my heart. They're accountable, they're responsive, they have integrity. They are the most amazing people. Um, I just really enjoy working with them. They become friends. I know if I have a problem, I can count on them. They're gonna make me look good, which is what I need them to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I know that we're in this boat together. We're trying to save money for the plan. And I know that's their goal, it's my goal. We're working on it together. Um, I just know they have my back. And high EQ. <laughs> so this is uh, sometimes a, a fun question. Um, if you're talking to an uninitiated, um, a, a lay person who maybe doesn't spend their day in insurance or in healthcare, how do you describe the captive? Have fun with it. <laughs> For me, I just, I try not to get into the weeds. They don't need to know that part. They just know this is your insurance card. We've done disruption report, there is none. If anybody asks you who your insurance company is, just say it's Aetna. <laughs> and if you have a question, call me or call the number on the back of the card. And the other things are around the cost containment. But I think people don't need to understand, employees don't need to understand how the captive works. They don't care. They just want their insurance. So just um, showing them that they, that there's, uh, they can go to see their doctor. They, they have choices. That's the biggest thing. They have choices and they're free to ask questions. That helps. How about from the perspective of um, another employer, maybe, or, or an individual at a cocktail party and maybe not the employee? How would you describe the captive to them? You can take that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because I mentioned left. cocktails. <laughs> you think I'm talking about insurance at cocktail parties? Okay, I get it. Um, you know, I just try to explain the difference between, really basically on the fully insured side versus, you know, the self-insured side really is the, the difference. And um, we have a number of, I have colleagues who have been in self-insured programs, but not with the captive. So they don't, share that risk they you know they haven't been able to um work so if they have the bad year they still have a terrible year so it's really not helping but being part of the captive is we're sharing that risk among other like-minded members I, I feel like i'm in the pareto cult up here saying <laughs> you know, am i saying all the things that they <laughs> your participation was not random <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it's it's the share the the advantage of the captive is sharing and pooling that risk amongst like-minded members. You know that we're not alone in it. We're not facing that catastrophic illness with an employee, and it's going to rock our boat for for the next several years. We're sharing that, and granted, we may we may see those times, and we may have to absorb it from other. Uh, members at some point, but I think that the reducing of the overall risk and sharing the risk is what I try to explain, you know, so fully insured versus self-insured, and then the benefit of just being sharing that catastrophic risk. Yeah, so the captives like a group of like-minded individuals that are trying to contain their costs, so you 
if you have a bad claim, it goes through that before it hits your stop loss carrier. So you have a little bit of a barrier there to even that um, that go your that rate going up. And so even if you do have a bad year, only your stop loss premiums are going to go up, not your all of your whole you know fully insured renewal. So you have that um, protection. It also can only go up thirty percent, which is also not even 30% of the whole amount. So there's a lot of protection there, so. So let's attest to see who was paying attention. There was a dashing young gentleman who gave a dynamic speech yesterday morning and referenced that the captive is um, larger than uh, some Fortune 25 companies. Can you remember the names of some of those companies that contrarians now larger than? Yeah, Apple, let's see. <laughs> You did. You mentioned. I knew the know. Apple was going to say. Did you did you yeah. say the big insurance companies like Blue Cross? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not the Cigna. 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 Yeah. You Cigna, said you Humana, said good insurance companies. Yeah. Allstate. Um, yeah. Allstate. Phillips sixty six. Uh, Chevron, Exxon Mobil. So that the you know if you want to be a Fortune one hundred employer, get into gas or insurance. That's, um, yeah. But the the buying power of the community that you've been able to to help build uh, is out there and, and significant. Anything we missed that you guys want to hit on? Yes. So I have since joining Pareto talked to two other companies had, and um, am going to meet with them personally with, with our consultant. And um, I've gone as far as to invite our human resource work group in our area outside the city, come to our office to get a presentation on uh, captive. So, you know, Employers are just like the employees. I mean, employees just want to show their, their insurance card and pay uh, their copay. Well, so do the employers. So you've got to find the people who are willing to listen to something and understand that it's really going to, um, it insulates you from those bad years, but it provides you an opportunity to save a boatload of money. Thank you guys very much for participating. We really appreciate you taking the time, uh, not only to come and, and be with us, and, and obviously we're focused in celebrating the, the tenure, um, but your commitment to the community in, in the next 10 years. We really appreciate it. So Santina, Laura, Suzanne, thank you so much. Really well, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of 8020 with Pareto Health. We love hearing from you. If you have a question or an episode suggestion, please drop us an email at 8020 at That's 8020 at Dive deeper into 8020 by visiting us at paredohealth.com slash podcast. Lastly, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify so you don't miss an episode.